Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome to our part two of Benign Liver Tumors. And we left off before talking about hemangiomas, and here we go. So hemangiomas are very common lesions. About 90 to 95 can be diagnosed very specifically on CT. The key thing is recognizing the pattern. The more common in the right lobe of the liver, the typically peripheral. It can range in size from a centimeter to 20 centimeters. And let's look at what we're looking for. We used to speak way back when about hemangiomas as a lesion that has peripheral puddling and then over time would fill in to at about 15 minutes out, it would become isodense. I remember the days we'd follow it for 15 to 30 minutes to make sure the lesion became totally isodense. Well, there are several problems, of course. Any lesion can become isodense. FNH, hepatoma, cholangiocarcinoma, vascular metastasis. But what is the key thing in hemangiomas? It's this puddling. And you can see it at the edge of the lesion here, and you can see it on the same lesion here. And in fact, a point I make is with arterial phase imaging, sometimes the puddling does not happen very much, sometimes not at all on that 30-second image. Best time probably is about 70 seconds. But here you see it when we go on 3D, you get the volume of the lesion. So you really can appreciate the puddling. And here it is from the other projection. That puddling appearance is only seen with hemangiomas. And when you carry it out further, you see how that puddling increases? And then you also will get that filling in from peripheral to central. This lesion shows uh, evidence of a central scar. Central scars are very common in hemangiomas, particularly larger hemangiomas. Remember, central scars can occur in FNH, supposed to be classic there, can also occur in hepatomas and other lesions. So a central scar is one of the findings, but it's not a critical finding. Most of the time when you do have hemangiomas and you do have central scarring, that central scar will indeed fill in as well. But just a very, very nice example. So that's what I want you to look at. I want you to think about that puddling, okay? And you can see it very, very nicely. And I'm showing you from volume rendering and volume rendering to MIP just to give you a feel. Now, as I mentioned, hemangiomas come in different sizes. In fact, sometimes the easiest ones to diagnose are the larger ones. They have the best puddling. Sometimes the most painful to diagnose are the very tiny ones. The ones in between are okay. Here's a two to three centimeter lesion. Look at that lesion, right lobe, peripheral puddling. Coronal perspective, you get a better feel of that peripheral puddling. As I showed you before, sometimes with MIP imaging, it's really nice. Again, the MIP is a projection technique, but think about a hemangioma as a circle. And so when you project, you're showing all parts of that circle. And so you really get a feel of that puddling. And here it is on a uh, MIP image. Again, that puddling, very, very classic. Another projection of it. You can see this is a bit later than the first set of images, 30 seconds later, but it's this classic peripheral enhancement that's just so important. And I'll show you some METs in a little bit. They look totally different. You can get rim enhancement with metastasis, ring enhancement, whatever you want to call it. That's very common, but you don't get this puddling appearance. It's two different things. And as I mentioned, hemangiomas can fill in, and here one is becoming uh, filling in over a very short period of time. Now, I mentioned before, and I'll show you a good example of why sometimes early on, hemangiomas don't have a lot of puddling, as you can see here, 
but when we go to the MIP image, we really can appreciate it. This case also shows you that hemangiomas do have feeding vessels. Usually it's a hepatic artery branch, but it shows no irregularity, no neovascularity. Occasionally it will be enlarged. Most of the time it's normal in size, and you can see it very nicely here. So seeing a feeding vessel is just a matter of looking for that feeding vessel. You don't appreciate feeding vessels on axial CTs, so if I show you the 3D, you tend to get worried but there's nothing to worry about. And again, the quickest way to find that feeding vessel is looking at a MIP image, and you can see it very nicely here. You don't appreciate it on the image on your left, which is axial, image on your right, case of bone removal. You really see the feeding vessel very nicely. So again, something very, very easy to recognize. I mentioned before, and I'll show you another example, that the larger hemangiomas, and we use the term giant hemangioma, giant cavernous hemangioma, when it's over 5 centimeters. You see the peripheral enhancement. You see more of the puddling here and here. Okay, very easy diagnosis. I mentioned also the most difficult to me are the small hemangiomas. Here's one. Could this be a MET? Sure it can. It's a ring-like enhancement. That can be a lot of things. There's been a couple of articles talking about hemangiomas with sort of the starry, bright sign, which is often this ring like a donut sign. But I think these are the most tricky, and it can be difficult, particularly if a patient has a known neoplasm like a carcinoid. But it's something to be aware of that hemangiomas can have this appearance. Now, if you think about all the hemangiomas I've showed you today and ones you've seen on your own practice, most of them are intrahepatic. We mentioned right lobe is most common. Occasionally, hemangiomas can be exophytic, and you can make an error in diagnosis. Great example. Patient sent to us for a GIST, gastrointestinal stromal tumor of the stomach. And sure enough, on this first set of images, it looks like a GIST. It's an exophytic lesion coming off the stomach. And you can see it here as well in the coronal plane. But you'll notice if you look carefully, the lesion is intimately related to the lateral portion of the left lobe of the liver. And in fact, when you get delayed phase, the lesion shows some enhancement, and just tumors can. But when you're looking carefully, you really realize you're looking at the puddling of a hemangioma. And so what we had in this case, and in about five other cases identical to this one, is a hemangioma presenting as an exophytic lesion pushing on the stomach, creating a pseudotumor, gastric pseudotumor, gastric gist tumor type appearance. So a very, very nice example. Again, I made the mistake the first time, but didn't make it in the last five. Now, I mentioned to you about puddling and hemangiomas, and here's the difference between puddling and rim enhancement. Here's a neuroendocrine tumor metastatic to the liver. You see that rim enhancement? That's an unbroken ring. Then you also see the neovascularity around it. That's a very classic finding. And when you look at the vessels, the vessels are irregular. So the key differences are, one, perfect rim enhancement, not puddling. Two, it would not fill in over time in the classic pattern. Three, those perfusion changes, which represent microinvasion of the vascularity and the irregular vessels feeding the lesion. So just a very nice comparison to put those together. Okay, good. So now we did cysts and hemangiomas. What next? Foconodular hyperplasia. FNH is a lesion which we hardly ever saw in the past. The reason for that is it's a very vascular lesion which becomes isodense very, very quickly. Even a large lesion like this becomes isodense 
and a bit smaller lesion really becomes isodense. And so if you're doing venous phase imaging, you never see the lesions. If you look hard, you can see some mass effect or some change in vessels, but the reality is, is you just do not see these lesions. And so in the past, when we were doing 70 to 90 second acquisitions, you just didn't see them. It's really with arterial phase imaging that you pick up FNH. And that's why it's important because how do you know it's not a malignancy? How do you know it's not a hepatoma? How do you know it's not a metastasis? Well, let's look at the things we really note about FNH. Big FNH, it's a very vascular lesion, but it's really homogeneous. It's vascular, but it's only as vascular as the IVC, not the patient's aorta. The aorta is much brighter. The tumor only matches the IVC, and that is a critical finding. There's a central scar, and that's common in FNH, common in other things as well we mentioned before, but in FNH, the scar will often have a feeding vessel and will become isodense with time. And you can see here, as the lesion becomes isodense, sometimes you do recognize the displacement of adjacent structures, in this case, some of the venous structures. Now, things about an FNH in terms of epidemiology, more common in females, less than 20% are symptomatic, most are incidental findings, as I mentioned, and there's no malignant potential. A number of different thoughts about FNH. Now people feel that it's probably a response to a pre-existing vascular malformation. Some vascular malformations that have been reported in patients with FNH include telangiectasias, hemangiomas, and AV malformations. Okay, so let's look a little bit more carefully. Description, non-contrast, isoattenuating or hypoattenuating, arterial, hypervascular but only as vascular as the venous structures and typically homogeneous with a large feeding vessel and on venous or delayed phase imaging it's typically isodense. So example, here's a vascular lesion, hepatoma, doesn't like a mangioma, metastasis, you look hard as a feeding vessel, smooth nice feeding vessel going right into the center of the lesion, home run, Volcanage hyperplasia. Another patient, vascular lesion, right lower quadrant. Look at that feeding vessel, that hepatic artery branch. It's enlarged right to the center of the lesion. Here it is, the venous images, classic FNH. Now, most of the time with FNH, they're solitary lesions, but they can be multiple. And here's two FNHs behaving like they're supposed to. Vascular lesions, central vessel, central scar. There's even a third one in the right lobe, more inferiorly. But just again, very nice visualization. Feeding vessel centrally, the lesions are bright, but not all that bright. Another example. Here it is at central scar. Looks like the IVC. There it is in a coronal plane. Hepatoma would be irregular. Hepatomas can have pseudocapsules, but they do not enhance homogeneously. Uh, when they do enhance in their vascular, it's more like the uh, aorta, not the IVC. And in this case, here's the feeding vessel going right to the center of the lesion. You can see in this case, the hepatic artery is a bit enlarged, and not a surprise, FNH is a vascular. You're not going to see neovascularity, but the vessel indeed may be enlarged. Another example, this looks identical to the prior case, just a little different location in the left lobe. Central scar, homogeneous, enhancing, just like the IVC. Here it is in coronal perspective, and you can see the feeding vessel beginning to go into the lesion, shown best on the MIP imaging. So there's the feeding vessel going right to the center of the lesion. Very, very classic focal nodge hyperplasia. So again, take a picture of this, keep this in your memory. Arterial to venous, almost gone, scar, 
Delayed phase, gone. Scar is essentially gone. The lesion is essentially isodense. Just a beautiful example. So the key differential points, enhances to IVC, never aorta, feeding vessel to center, central scar, often vascular on arterial phase, but isodense later on, and the lesion becoming isodense. I mentioned before FNH and hemangiomas, kind of that association. And here's a wonderful case with, with a hemangioma in the left lobe and FNH in the right lobe. Look at the difference in enhancement, the puddling we see in the hemangioma, and the homogeneous enhancement of the FNH. And again, just to show you an example of differences, here's an islet cell tumor. The lesions are more vascular, they're more irregular. You can see the mass in the pancreas. Huge vessels. Now, those huge vessels are due to the uh, venous obstruction by the tumor, but they look different. Okay, so, you know, I think it's easy to make the diagnosis. Now, a tricky case, here's a case that was sent as a pancreatic mass, and maybe it is, or maybe it's a mass in the peripancreatic region. I'm not sure what it is. It's slightly more vascular than the liver, but it's not really hypervascular. And when you look at it, you see some vessels, and when you look at the vessels in 3D, what you recognize is that the lesion is fed by the left hepatic artery. And because it's the hepatic artery, you say, aha, this is a hepatic mass. Well, what could it be? It has a little scar, sort of unusual mass, and it's vascular. What could this be? Well, this was removed laparoscopically. This was focal nodular hyperplasia. So this is a really unusual case. I've not seen one like it. It's called this lobular. Could it have bled? That's more hepatic adenoma. I don't know the answer, but just a wonderful, wonderful example of a very unusual appearing uh, um, FNH. I've never seen a case quite like it. A couple articles have been published. Again, that feeding vessel becomes very important. There's an article by Mike Federley and Associates talking about the anomalous feeding artery and draining vein. And there's an article from Hopkins basically talking about the same thing. So again, think about all of the possibilities, and then you can make a very good diagnosis and be very specific. I think sometimes uh, FNHs are multiple, sometimes they're small, sometimes it can be trickier, sometimes you don't think about it. But again, a very important lesion to think about, and with good injections and rapid scanning, they're easy to uh, diagnose. What else? Well, when you talk about FNH, you got to talk about hepatic adenoma. Now, hepatic adenomas tend to merge across the border between malignant and benign because hepatic adenomas, one of their complications is they can develop into hepatomas. The key thing with hepatic adenomas, and one of their most important things besides that, is they spontaneously rupture and bleed. Patients can exsanguinate. So they're very important lesions uh, to recognize. I think hepatic adenomas are one of the most challenging lesions. They have a signature, but it's not always perfect. Um, different age patients, they present with very unusual ways. So it's something you need to think about in many different scenarios. And I'll tell you what we'll do. Why don't we start with part three in a few minutes, looking at hepatic adenomas, and then we'll finish up with a few other topics, including abscesses. So with that, I'll see you in a bit. <music>